This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Are you grateful this morning? Just give him praise. We worship you. Blessed be your name. Oh, we give you all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name. Oska Hindo Kasalamanda. Rateseki Mahatala Bashatos. Lendreke Kosi Hatla Bakush Dilehas. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. I want us to just pray one prayer this morning. Just ask that whatsoever, Father, whatever I'm doing wrong, whatever I need to correct, whatever I need to adjust in my life, whatever you are saying I'm not hearing, whatever you are want me to see that I'm not seeing, help me this week. Somebody pray. Open my eyes to see. If there's something I'm not getting right in my life, there is something you are put before me but I cannot get any kind of entrance any good thing you are doing that I'm blind to something I need to adjust in my life but I do not know the Bible said the ungodly do not know at what they stumble I'm not an ungodly Lord let me not run in the dark. Open my eyes to see. There is a way that I know not. But your word says, call upon me and I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest of. Whatever you are trying to say to me that I'm not getting. Help me recognize things that made for my peace. Lord, I pray about my life this morning. I ask for divine help in the area of you letting me see. What do I need to adjust? What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing? Lord, in your mercy, please open my eyes. Direct my life. If there is something making me to stumble repeatedly that I don't know, let me know. Unveil things going on that I'm not conscious of in my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Blessed be your name. Let's read Psalm 103, verse 2. A very popular Bible passage as we start this morning. Don't forget. That's the title of the message. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now the Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and let me say the last word together. Or the last part. Forget not all is benefits. 
That means it is possible to forget. So the Bible is admonishing us that, bless the Lord, forget not all his benefits. Mm. Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews 6, verse 10. Let's start from 10. Hallelujah. For God is not unrighteous to forget. Hey, stop. That means it's an, an unrighteous act to forget. The Bible says God is not unrighteous. It's not unrighteous to forget. So when you are righteous, you don't forget. Hallelujah. Forget what? Why is this very important? Hallelujah. Mm. <laughs> Can I just say this morning, God bless you. Amen. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. Mm. <laughs> God is not unrighteous to forget what? Your work and labor of love. See, this is the reason why it takes God time at times to remove from the same a man of God or a believer even when they are misbehaving. Judgment will certainly come. But God does not quickly forget his investment in a man. And he expects the same attitude from his people. One of the reasons why I want to talk about what, what we are, why we are talking about what we are talking about this morning. The world we live in is full of people, filled with people who forget so soon. And when you forget, blunders are made. I will begin to show some stories in the Bible. But what I want to do this first part, which I will start first service and get into second service, is two major reasons why people forget. But before then, let's look at the practical example of what it means to forget. As they were about entering the promised land, God began to warn repeatedly. For instance, that word remember and forget not. That word remember is mentioned maybe about five, six times in Deuteronomy chapter 8 alone. And you know what? They got to promised land and they forgot. This thing is so important to God. The old reason, the old reason for Jesus telling them after multiplying bread in the wilderness to take 12 baskets while he was telling them was not because they were going to need the 12 baskets. Certainly the one who fed 5,000 with five loaves and two fish can feed 12 with nothing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the 12 basket was not to help Jesus to feed the people, but it was teaching a principle of not forgetting. 
He told them to take that, but he said, so that nothing will waste. He said, I want you to remember. And when they were crossing the sea to the other side, and Jesus said, I don't know, they multiplied, uh, when the multiplied bread was in uh, Matthew 14 and Matthew 15, and then it's in Luke, it's in Mark, it's in John chapter 6. Now, when Jesus said, as they were crossing after, the, after he multiplied bread, he said, beware of the living of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And the Bible said, the disciples said that, he's talking about living bread. It's because we have taken no bread. And the Bible said, Jesus was angry. And he said, I'm not talking to you about bread. And what made him angry? He said, why should you think about bread again? When you just saw that without bread, I fed 5,000 people multiplying bread. So in other words, if you study that passage, Jesus got angry that he was telling them about hypocrisy of the Pharisees and Sadducees, but they thought he was talking about bread, and they said, oh, we forgot bread. And in other words, saying that even if you forgot bread, you just saw that I multiply bread, so bread shouldn't be an issue. So what the master wanted them to get in the principle of bread multiplication, he wanted them to understand that, don't forget my ability to multiply things. When you do, when you are in trouble, instead of believing me, you will complain. Ah, That shows how important this is to God. So in Joshua chapter 4, so they go to the river Jordan. Please pay attention. What I've just mentioned to you, like something simple, is not simple at all. And by second service, I'm going to be talking about why families are disintegrating. Why community, why trust is disappearing. Why things are happening. Ah, We'll get to that second part. When I talk about the second reason why people forgot. So one day, Cain and Abel will play together as brothers. Cain will carry Abel, his brother. I imagine them playing basketball together, table tennis together. You know, we are the only true brothers. I love you, brother. And one day, Cain will kill Abel. Whatever Abel did, Cain forgot that that was his brother. Jacob had 12. At one time, they were all siblings playing together. And one day, they saw Joseph. He was crying. My brother said, Joe and they sold him. What did they do that made them to forget that he was their brother? Fast forward to the world we live in now. How many families have killed one another on landed property? Those who are doing this were one time fighting their neighbors. Who beat my brother? He was defending his brother. Now they are both in their 50s because of a house led by their father. One will kill another. What about somebody that would defy his whole family to marry the girl they don't like and now is hitting her and sending her out of the house? Forgetfulness. Are you following me? That's the reason why God started saying, ah, Solomon did something. When he became king, and this is what how righteous people act. One of the people that committed the sin of treason against him was one of the priests. There was a priest. Remember, ah, Lord, I'm supposed to be very fast on this, but it's taking me to ah. <laughs> Solomon made sure that Joab was killed. 
Shimei was killed. Then he looked at Abiata the priest, or which one of that, and he said, you, you deserve to die. He said, but I remember, ah, you suffer with my father, David. I cannot kill you. He said, so please retire. Resign and go to your house. Who was this guy? David went to collect bread in the temple and lied that the king sent him another and the priest gave him Goliath's sword. And Saul, in his rage, killed all the priests, 85 of them and their family in the city called Nob. And only the youngest guy escaped. That must have been a Nigerian. His survival instinct was very, very... He escaped. And he ran to David. And David said, they've killed your entire family. He said, ah, I caused it. David was a leader who, who, who could easily admit when he was wrong. In my years of dealing with people as a pastor, people would rather die than to say sorry. They would rather die. We have caught people red and they're doing something and they will still lie that no, no, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. You know, I've learned better like that. You don't waste time searching people, just eject them because they are not going to change. There is what they call contrite spirit. Once a person cannot have it, he can't go far with God. Their ego is more important than. Are you following me? This is very serious. Ah. So David said to that boy, stay with me. Anyone that wants to kill you must kill me first. So he grew under David and became David's priest. He was his priest. And he served David well. But one day, what happened to that boy so that he forgot David? Adonijah made himself king. David's third son or so. And he said, I will be king. Whereas a word had gone out of Solomon will be king. But Adonijah made himself king. And everybody was fine. And this priest was also deceived. Adonijah enlisted him like a politics, gave him money, called him for a party, and he joined Adonijah's party. And while they were having their party, their primaries, <laughs> Solomon, David, somebody just came to Solomon and said, It matters who is in your company. When Adonijah was calling everybody, he left Nathan. Nathan was the only man who could look at David eyeball to eyeball and who could tell him truth. And David loved him for it. He didn't call Nathan. He did not call another guy that was very important in David's cabinet. But he called others. And Nathan told Solomon's mom, Adonijah is somewhere about to become king. When he becomes king, he will kill you and your son Solomon. Because he will be aware that somebody has said you are going to become king. He said, let me tell you what to do. Go and meet your husband now and let the issue resurface. He said, when you are there talking to your husband, I will come in and buttress what you are saying. Palace coup. <laughs> and Bathsheba knelt down and said, boy, you swore, my Lord, that this Solomon will become king. He said, today, Adonijah is in Abuja and everybody is talking and David, and he said, I know, Lord, you don't know anything about it. When Adonijah was moving around with 15 men, David just refused to talk. Probably didn't know what to say. But when the queen went to, when Bathsheba told him, they will kill me and my son forever saying that you ever said my son will become king. And as she was talking, Nathan walked in and he said, good morning, sir, your excellency, sir. sir have you handed over to Adonijah? I am your prophet and I'm not aware. He said, because the party is going on in town. 
And David got her. He said, really? He said, call Solomon for me. He said, sit down on that throne. It is the one that the king chooses. <laughs> you know, there are Adonijahs everywhere. They are in churches also. Many times I pray for people to learn wisdom. If you are in choir and you choose a side other than the leadership of the choir, you are a fool. I don't mean insult. I'm asking you the truth that you are acting foolishly. Adonijahs are very smart. I will discuss these characters one day in church. Absalom, Joab, and Adonijah. You see, people end their ministry by making foolish mistakes. I won't point to one of us here. One of the leaders joined the church maybe less than three years ago. And when he joined, somebody in a particular place went up to me and said, I've been in this church for 10 years. They don't care for me. Nobody. Once you hear that kind of voice, you do one or two things. Send away the person. Or tell the person that, you know what, can we go to the source and find out? Once it's not willing to follow you, all of you see me on pulpit, you see me. After service, I sit down where I am 100% approachable. All the pastors, we don't have protocol, we don't have entourage or anything. We are all approachable. The moment somebody tells you something, maybe about a member or somebody, tell the person that you know what, can we go there and find out? If the person is unwilling, he has told you a lie. I know they've cheated some, you know, I've seen things in this church. There was a guy, by the time we all finished giving him clothes, he had like bags of clothes. He will come to church chained to a rag to be able to appeal to her, they will give him money. And one day wanted to, she said, I wanted to work with Cal Park, and I said no, because I knew we'd be going to ask for, the, ask for money there. One day we all contributed money for, we gave money after service, and somebody saw him at the filling station, he was buying petrol for his generator. Yet he will come and he will say nothing, you know. So one day I told what happened, we are a big tree that time. Big tree that no windows. So without the lights, everything will be dark. I was lying on the stage praying. He came with a bowl of rice. He finished eating. He threw it inside the dustbin. It was midweek service. I came to church like one, and I was praying from one to six. He didn't know I was lying down behind the pulpit praying, watching him. He came around four. Ate, threw, threw the play, went out. Came back around six, and I was the first person he walked up to after. So I said, Pastor, in the last two days, I'm not eating. And he went to four other people. You know, if you saw me, I did not embarrass him. I did expose him. When he said so, I just walked away. You might be there that day. And in your, what they call, uneducated zeal, you said, ah, all those pastors, they are not nice. A member told him he anointing and he did not. You see, one of the things you should do in church is to mind your own business. Because people don't know certain things. It's human nature to say, ah, they are not nice. You see, you, you always think you are nicer than everybody. I have made that mistake before, so. I was a young boy, Trem Abelkuta, Pastor Louis Ikencho, was the pastor then. Maybe you have seen the guy before. The guy came, he wore a free-flowing garment, nothing on that, nothing, no boxer, no pan, no nothing. And he put plaster on his private part, and it was showing in the garment he wore. And he was looking, walking, and I felt the pastor should ask us to give to him, and the pastor didn't say anything. I felt angry. I gave him all the money I had. In the evening, there was a match. 
one of the ladies in church, she was a principal of a school. She had a video club in those days of Redney Video somewhere. And she came down from her video club and she saw this guy in the midst of others with stars. Star and Guinness on table. And he was jumping. Ah! And he almost broke into a fight between him and somebody. And the woman told the pastor, the pastor sent for me, the righteous man. But remember, I lost my money. This same day, this same guy I mentioned, one day they were going to evangelism and they wanted to go, and he said he was going. But I knew he would be asking for money, so I said, no. I am staying in church praying. Why don't you stay with me? So there was a lady there for four weeks. She stopped coming to church. He said, that pastor is it because of what he was wearing. And she told all her friends that she was the pastor just said because the guy was not decently dressed. He said, she's not even deprived of opportunity of going to win souls. And where is the love of God? But God has a way of, not everybody will get to know the truth. God just wanted to help her. I think she was in the house of her friends who used to come to church, about three or four of them, and they discovered that on a particular day, the same day, he told all of them the same story and collected 3K from each one of them. And that one said, that Sunday, he told you that in there just 1K. So I even gave him three. Ah, me too. And she came back to church. She came to my office. And I was looking at her, that we in the first place. Why would you think other Christians are callous? You are the one that is nice. You don't understand why we don't say some things. I wasn't going to embarrass him to say that, you come here, you're not going to, I know what you're going to be. I just said, don't go. Still working in law, not to put him on the spot. But I had my reasons. And people come to church. In every palace, there are disgruntled servants. Yeah. But you see, they can't stop what God is doing. They can only mess up the fate of some. Pastor Joshua, Pastor Chigoze were in my fellowship in school. They were my junior, my same fellowship. The common thing about the two of them, we were in the rest of Ibado. One, they landed as a new student to school. Somebody woke up there and told her there's a fellowship called VHL. Don't go there and said all manner of nasty things about her. They ended up becoming pastors in the same fellowship. Satan works in different ways. So people are disgruntled, too, they will not leave. They stay there and be polluting some. The Bible says, lest there be a root of bitterness, and many be defiled. But when I want to protect the unity of a place, I send away such people. Because they say, say that's what you do with them. Are you following me? Yes, but I don't want that to take much of our attention. I'm just saying that. You know, sometimes when we teach faith, we teach prayer, we should teach these things. Because many Christians don't know. Once you come to their house and you say that you see you are the only one I can talk to, they lower their defense and lower their spiritual antenna. People feel good when they hear that you are the only one. How can I be the only one you can talk to? Once a, even a fellow pastor from another place comes to me and says you are the only one I can talk to, I just start laughing inside me. They want to start. I can't be the only person. And as he's telling you that, he's telling for others that you are the only person. You know, it makes people feel good. Eh? Hey, the only one. You are the only one. Holy one. You know, I am the only one. Yes, yeah, so let's listen to what you have to say. Ah, they did that to you. Ah, those people are very terrible. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Learn wisdom. Hallelujah. Learn wisdom. 
who are the leaders of the choir? I'm, I'm just the choir for as an example. You have Desola, you have Sam, you have uh, Sister Tolu. Where's Tolu? Okay. What you should do is watch where they are. Stay with their position on any matter. It's a simple wisdom. What about ushering? Check the leaders, stay with them. It's a simple matter. I actually said to you that you don't have a business being in a church where you don't trust the leaders. Go look for one or rent a hall and start one. Is it not simple? There are many halls in Lagos. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. I hope somebody has just received wisdom from what I've just said. Ah, Lord Jesus, don't forget. So, <laughs> I started with showing us God's attitude towards this. So, Jesus got angry when they forgot the fact that he multiplied bread. Because when you forget. So, when Solomon dealt with others, he remembered that, ah, even though this guy did something terrible, but his father, in Psalm 89, God told David that I have anointed my servant David with my oil. The sons of the wicked will not exact upon him. Then he said that if his children, if they sin against me, I will discipline them, but I will not forget my loving kindness. This is just the prelude into what we're about to say. We're about to go into stories of people in the word of God and look at the word of God. The Bible says, if you look at the perfect law of liberty, not being a forgetful era, James. Again, God's attitude towards forgetting things. There are many things to look into, but let's start this way. There are two major reasons why people forget. Love does not keep memories of evil. We are not supposed to remember evil. What we are supposed to remember? Good things. You are commanded and instructed to keep account of good things. Otherwise, now, two major reasons and two major stages in your life that you should be very careful. People forget, number one, in the time of prosperity, and number two, when people are offended. Offense leads to bitterness. Prosperity leads to pride. Jeremy chapter 8. Mm, 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 mm. You see, sometimes I told you, it sounds as if it is very easy. Somebody's praying and fellowshipping with God and praying. Then prosperity comes and then philosophy follows. God has heard when we say it in the same house, we talk and talk to God every now and then. And then, see, the dangers or some of the dangers that are tied to prosperity is the fact that when it comes, the first person it tries to take away from your life is God himself. I'd never heard something before until I was just playing a message and then Apostle Simon's message popped up and he said something that, I think was preaching in Koinonia, and he said that when I am worshipping God in the middle of the night, I don't worship alone. He said, I worship with all the things that are trying to contend with God in my life. I mean prosperity. So, for instance, Apostle actually takes, I love that part of him. 
if you give him a new car, when he's worshiping God in night, he puts the key of the car down. If you give him a house, he put the document of the house down. And as he's worshiping, he said, I am making those things to worship God also. So that they will know that there is only one God. Others are material things. If you don't, those things might begin to occupy a space. See, money has a voice. And when it possesses a man, it becomes a God in a man's life. And by extension, a woman also. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. You can pray for husband for a while and get one and begin to worship him. Things you were doing for God before, he replaces it and you have a good excuse. Why were you not at that meeting? Um, I, I follow my husband too. Why were you not at that place? I did this one. Yes, to balance it, some changes might happen. But when it begins to get to a place where then there is a problem. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Amen. The first person, are you aware that when Joseph interpreted the guy's dream, Joseph begged the guy that remember me. So I think in Genesis 40, the last verse, or last second, the Bible said the guy remembered not. For two years, he forgot someone that brought him out of cell. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph. I like the Bible. Bible even puts it there. Not only not to remember is one thing. I see there are two different things. Bible says he did remember, but once the guy got to palace and protocol guys were given to him, he just forgot that there was some somebody. We will expatiate on this one day. Ah. How many people? I'm going to put them step by step. The first thing you should not forget is God or the first person. But also don't forget those who have significantly contributed to your life. When you are here to rise, you think it is easy. When you rise, there is only one major complaint among rich people, politicians, businessmen. Some of them now, their childhood friends cannot see them again. They tell him to fill paper like others, except the wise one, and check. Those who don't let this happen to them, they will outlive the rest. Yeah. The Bible calls it deceitfulness of riches. You begin to do some things. For instance, personally, I know too many people. The moment they moved to Lagos and Abuja and they bought their first and their second car, the way they thought their parents just changed straight away. Yes. Hallelujah. So, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, God started warning seriously. You know, God knows the end from the beginning. You guys, hey, when you get to the promised land and prosperity starts, don't forget, oh, he said it over from Deuteronomy chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. In 8, he began to say, let's start from verse 4 and down verse 7. He just kept saying, oh, he said, your remnant, he said, thou, I want to Show me the part I talk about. Remember, remember, remember. Though it's a long read, but just be showing me the part, the verses, or remember. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. It is He that get go go back. Just show me there are some before before verse a, a, a thing that talks about remember, forget not. Once you see any verse projected that talks about remember, thou shalt not. 
Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. He began to say that, see, you are about, at that time, they were at the boundary of the promised land. I sense many people listening to me, you are just at the threshold of some amazing things breaking forth in your life. Amen. Say loud, amen. amen. After the conference, I told you we roll into a new season. In the new season, the instructions are given. Hallelujah. At the end of this message, many people are going to pick up their phones and call some people. Your best man. Some people who spoke for you when nobody knew you. Some people enter some work where they do now, where they are working now. Somebody recommended them, somebody spoke for them, and you have forgotten the person. Prosperity has the tendency. God kept warning that don't forget. He said, he was talking about himself, don't forget me. And he said, remember how this departed. And you know what? These people entered and they forgot. I just gave you one example. The second terrible one, you know, Joseph. So, who would have thought as Joseph gave the guy the meaning of his dream, three days after that, the guy was lifted straight to the highest position beside Pharaoh again. And as soon as they pulled that robe on him, he could not remember anymore that somebody in the prison prophesied, interpreted his dream and told him that in three days, in three days, three days, Joseph did not say that by next election that the guy for in three days and the guy didn't remember anymore. Do you remember when Jesus healed ten lepers? They forgot to come and give thanks. Only one of them, he just forgot to one of them, ah, somebody, at least somebody prayed for us. And the guy, Jesus said, ah, ah, we're not, were there not ten people healed? This is the only guy with enough sense. This is why gratitude. The final part of this message, I will talk about the power that is in remembering. Remember, all that took David to kill Goliath was to remember how God helped him to kill the lion and the bear. This is why forgetfulness is a terrible thing. No matter what you are facing right now, there is something God has done in your life as an assurance that this mountain also will come down. If you don't remember, the mountain might remain. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Thou shalt remember. He told them that when they go to battle and they face enemies stronger than themselves, and that's Romans 18 or 20, he said, then you shall remember. What you remember determines the move of God's power. But I'm talking, I will go to the side of remembering God, what God has done before, but I'm Today, I'm talking about remembering men, men who have played roles in your life. Men. So, people listening to me wouldn't enter the university you went to, it's certain people, and we can't remember them again. Of course, I'm not saying that you can remember everything and everyone, but the, there are icons, there are people who play strategic roles. But what I'm actually stressing, is prosperity changing you to forget. Because when it's this matter I'm talking about prosperity, it's more of you still see the same people, but your attitude has changed. Abraham took Lot as a young boy, and they were moving. And Lot became so rich. The silver multiplied, the gold multiplied. 
and Abraham, Lord's headsmen began to fight Abraham's headsmen. And anytime I read that, I usually say the headsmen problem is not new. That's what the Bible says. Headsmen have been creating problems since Bible time. Now, now I'm not saying headsmen in Nigeria are troublemakers. Why I usually say this? When you talk in a certain way, it's very easy for people to perceive as if you don't like them, you hate them. I hate no tribe and I hate nobody. There are many. So I remember growing up sincerely. X-Men used to be in my area and they were never violent. I don't know where all this thing is coming now. Nah, this is coming from. One they used to carry us, they would dig a pit, they would do as they want to throw you inside. They were playing with us, we would cry, make us, and get But then they were always coming around. And I can't remember any avoc, not once. How we used to call them names, Aboki and other in our area. And I can't remember any one of them touching anybody or touching any property belonging to anybody. So I don't know what's going on in the nation right now. And many of you remember also growing up, how you live. I mean, some people even live in the north and everything, and everything was, we just don't know. This is why sometimes instead of blaming, we just pray. Because when you blame, you expand hatred more. Once you speak against people, actually the innocent ones among them, you hurt them seriously. So, are you with me? But Abraham said to Lot, go this, choose anywhere. And Lord chose prosperity. There is a story I want to read to us, and this is pathetic. And that's Second Chronicles 24. Second Kings 24. Oh Lord Jesus. Do you know? I will say this because I believe it will help somebody. Do you know without anybody knowing? At times I come very early here and I raise some chairs myself. Because when this church started, I and Kemi, Kemi is no more, she's in Lekki, she's married to Feni. They did their wedding here, and the husband goes to another church, so she followed the husband. We'll come on Saturday and we'll arrange chairs. There were nobody to arrange chairs. Later, Pastor Mori, some of them will join, all of us will arrange chairs on Saturday. How many were we? 11 member church, 8 members, so we must be the people to arrange the chairs. I want to say this because I have to end there. Everybody listening to me, no matter how you how much you rise, keep some things around you to remind you of where your journey started from. So that you don't become a river that will forget its source and dry. Are you with me? Yes. When Saul did not kill the Amalekites, that's for Samuel 15, I think verse 17. God told Saul, uh, Samuel to go and tell him. Samuel used a strong word. When thou was little in thy own eyes, I made you head of tribes. One day God told me point blank, I promote those who are little in their own eyes. And when they remain little in their own eyes, not, this is not, not knowing who we are in Christ, but being humble enough to recognize that without him you are nobody. Hallelujah. You know, they can ordain a person, a pastor, and they can begin to get angry that somebody calls him by his name, as if that is not his name. <laughs> you understand? Yes. A lot of things can set in. Huh. You know, you can actually get a car, and there's a traffic, there's serious, there's traffic. You can get to a point where you are so attached to prosperity to that car that you cannot come down for God from the car. 
you are 15 minutes walk away from church. You are supposed to play a role and there is a heavy traffic. And you cannot come down. At that level, and you four years ago, you could trek anywhere. From here to Songo, no problem. Just a bottle of water. <laughs> are you with me? But now, you know, <laughs> I was told to preach for some students and there was one very naughty comedian around, very funny guy. And he was telling everybody there that, that they were doing a deliverance in one church and he was passing. And when they drove out the demon, the demon entered him. And he told the demon that mistake. He said that day he was around that jar and he had no money. He told the demon that there's nothing for you here. That this man is so broke that you have nothing. <laughs> and he said that he began. That he started trekking. And he was going to Ikorodu. It's also when they got to, <laughs> after crossing the Tommy land, <laughs> the demon said, excuse me. <laughs> Very naughty comment there. He said, demon said, excuse me, <laughs> I'm thirsty. <laughs> he told the demon that, ah, oh, yeah, she's better. He said, by the time they got to <laughs> mainland, <laughs> the demon started begging him. <laughs> now, bros, let me go. <laughs> I no say go be like this. <laughs> the man said, he said, no, stay, stay. That this is how I live. By the time we trek around the old world together, you by yourself. <laughs> Are you with me? So now, you don't, you can't come down. These are the, the Lord told me this, these warnings. Remember, I'm just doing a summary. Just a kind of intro, and I'm touching different parts. All these parts I mentioned, I'm supposed to break them into pieces, and we're talking about why you should not forget, who you should not forget, and all those things. But I'm just putting them together at this first. You know, one of the reasons why God loved David so much. Saul got to a point, even when God sent Samuel to Saul, Samuel told God that, ah, if Saul hears that I'm ordaining somebody, he will kill me. But Prophet Nathan told David, you are the man. And David broke down instantly and started crying. Prophet Samuel told Saul, you did not kill the Amalekites. He began to argue. He said, no, I did. When Samuel said, as he was saying, I did, one of the sheep or the ram answered. <laughs> then Samuel said, what is the noise I'm hearing? Then he said, the people. You know, I watch that thing when I'm talking with people. Those who like to blame others and exonerate themselves. He said, the people, they took the animals. But me, I did. And Samuel said, you acted foolishly. And when Samuel said, you know what, you have not obeyed the voice of God, I'm going home. Saul said, honor me before these people. Follow me to go and pray. His concern was not to repent. It was his reputation. Because as a king, when Samuel was talking to him, some protocol guys were around. He was more concerned about who was watching. Ah, no, no, no. I can't know no. But I said, oh, no, me. He said, don't let them know you are rebooking me. Let, just follow me together so it will look like nothing happened. And you know what? Samuel followed him. But Samuel, Samuel knew that this kingdom just ended here. David didn't look at who was looking. Thou art the man. 
he said, wow, I have sinned. And immediately and said that for saying that God has put the iniquity away. It's amazing how God helps those from school days till now. For some Christians, I have seen Christians accused of evil infidelity with evidence and they would deny till tomorrow. No? Reputation. You see, you can win everybody around you for a while. Whatever you do and you deny will abide in you. It grows, and one day it will happen in a way that will be too open. That is always the case whether it's a pastor who refuses. Once a person covers up and he refuses, it's just a matter of time. Bigger one will come. But whatever people open up and confess, it lives their lives. You know what? It doesn't matter how many people know. After a while, there are no trees of this anymore. Are you with me? It's in the nature. That's one nature that some people must overcome. Some even carry it to the marriage. Even with your partner to tell the truth and admit, you argue your way out. Okay, I'm not saying that I didn't do anything at all, but no, it didn't happen like that. Shut up. Say what you did. You, 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 a part of you can't just accept to, you feel like you are defeated when you accept the truth. Yet there's nothing you can do against the truth except for the truth. The truth is the truth. Shall we rise? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen, amen, and amen. Is someone blessed this morning? That's just the beginning. I'm going to encourage everybody this first service to watch the second service wherever you are because we want to start touching on some of the stories and prosperity. Lift up your head. Can you say, Father, deliver me from myself. Pray in a minute. Lord, if there are tendencies in me that are wrong, but yet to manifest, help me, Lord. Anything growing in me, there will be a problem in the days to come. Or put them now. Before they embarrass me. Before they grow. Somebody pray. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord my God. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Yeh mashala mandalaba. Kuriya masala mandalaba. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise in Jesus' name. I am sensing very deeply in my spirits. One step, one more step for some people, not all here to take. There are certain individuals that you have to remember and reach out to them. Now, this is not for everybody, please, but I just sense some people are listening to me this morning. Some people feel odd that you have forgotten them. I know you know yourself. Straight away, the Holy Spirit will remind, will, will confirm what I'm saying in your heart and will remind you of those people. Right now, some of you can remember straight away, right now, as I'm speaking. There are people that God used mightily for you and you have completely forgotten them. You might not be able to go to where they are, 
can you call? Some of you, you need them to just say a word of prayer over you. I sense in my spirit also that there is someone here. You need to apologize to somebody. You need to apologize to somebody. Someone you owe deeply. Who did so much for you. And you sort of left the person naked. You need to. You need to apologize. And it will be well with you when you do. You'll find favor when you do. That's a word from the Spirit. Jesus, we give you praise. We bless your name. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name. Anyone... By the time I'm through with this series, I don't know whether I'll continue next week or another day, but anyone who masters what I have said right now, prosperity will stay long with you. It will. I am telling you. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just stay after me say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.